What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Boss Gala, and I'm back with another episode. We have a special guest, Mr. Shelton Dawson, in the building. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? Yes, so... Today is going to be a very interesting topic. It's a topic that I believe this topic needs to be heard from our teenagers to young adults to grown-ups to elderly to anybody that really want to learn about how to use their money, how yep. to spend their money, what to do with your money, mm-hmm. finance. Oh, yeah, finance. I love me some finance. So, yes, Mr. Shelton, so we're going to tell the people who you are. Okay. Give us a little background about yourself. Oh, background. And, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do a background. You always got to Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, introduce to the people who you are and what you do, and we're going to get into that topic. Okay. Got Financially you. Okay, perfect. So, I'm Shelton Dotson, Houston, Texas, born and raised for the people in from Houston, northeast side, Umbo, mm-hmm. Texas area. Um, so... I'm a graduate of Texas A&M University, business management major with a minor in economics. I am a man of Kappa Alpha Psi, Fraternity Incorporated, New yes, Alpha sir. Chapter. Um, one of the things that they do know me is currency for a reason now. I do talk like talking about the money and the bag. So oh. we're going to definitely talk about that for sure today. Oh, yes. Okay, the money in the bag, Mr. Currency. Mr. Yeah. Currency in the building. <laughs> I love that. So what draw, draw you to work with money? Or okay. Tell me when did you, yeah, basically, yeah, okay. when you first started, well, like, all right. it. What really got me into money, I think, so my high school year, mm-hmm. like, I think, I forgot, it was probably sophomore year, we had to take a little aptitude test to see, like, what career path works for you, so oh, okay. I ended up getting a business one, I was like, that makes sense, that yeah. makes sense, all right, so I ended up doing the business classes and everything like that, so going into college, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I know it was business, it was <laughs> something in business, so I was yeah. really cold at accounting. But then I was hearing the stories like people with accounting, they always got to be behind the tables and the cubicles mm-hmm. and all that. Can't really show their face and talk. And I'm like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> and so um, what I really decided on was business management because it allowed me to be able to do a lot of the different components of business mm-hmm. and be able to uh, make sure I have what whichever one I like and focus on. And so in college, what I used to do is I gave financial literacy presentations because okay. I was a treasurer for multiple organizations. Oh, and then we okay. also was making sure people had their credit score superb so they get these houses, <laughs> yes. these cars, um, the great credit cards and everything like that. But mm-hmm. Whenever they ready to graduate, they'd be all good, good. at that point. Okay. So when you were given these literature, when you, you said this was your high school or it's oh, college? College. college? Okay, college. so they're in college. Yeah. So what was that experience being the treasurer? Because you brought that up. And honestly, I know I was on e-board, but I wasn't yeah. Yeah. touching the money. <laughs> but being behind the scenes and being yeah. on the e-board, that is a huge, yeah, sure. significant thing about it. And being on board, sure. you speak on, you talk about those, you negotiate those yeah. um, conversations. Mm-hmm. But actually being that person behind it, yeah. how... Um, how was your level of wanting to make sure that everything is correctly in order with your yeah. organization? Gotcha. So one of the big things is I, I like to make sure everything is organized, mm-hmm. especially being a management major. I was like, I have to make sure my eyes and te- eyes were dotted and T's yeah. crossed. So I was making sure everything was there. And so one of the big things is making sure we had the money founding, uh, mm-hmm. money coming in, so yeah. whether that's through like profit shares, mm-hmm. whether that's through selling of like shirts or merchandise or something. Yeah, I always want to make sure mm-hmm. organization had the money because I never wanted yeah. money to be the detrimental uh, aspect to the organization. Okay. Sure. Um, were you um, any um, e-board for your fraternity? Or? So, yes, I was uh, for the fraternity. I, I, I really print, uh, definitely deal with a lot of like the profit sharing, a lot of the... Um, 
and the money coming in. Uh, so I was in the exchequer, but I basically worked uh, in tandem with the exchequer. Oh, nice. um, and then with the NAACP in college, I was actually in the finance chair or finance committee. Mm-hmm. So I was helping make sure we had money for the chapter to be able to do the things like have people come out for the voting events, have yeah. a nice little parties for the freshmen, stuff like that to make sure things were Okay, so once you graduated and you um, secured your job, is that your current job now? Oh, for sure. So let's get into that. Let's okay. get into the current business, what current you do for business. a living. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm a financial advisor uh, with Northwestern Mutual, so I basically have my own business. So what I do to, on a day-to-day is really help people with comprehensive financial planning, making sure they, one, talk about the financial literacy concepts. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not talking financial literacy... You, you're putting yourself in a, a, a behind other people because mm-hmm. people are really trying to learn this financial literacy stuff as, as soon as possible and mm-hmm. really apply it in their lives. Yeah. And so really what I do is I want people to make sure they know that things are going to help their money multiply for them and accumulate wealth for them. Make sure they're protected for any things that may cop, uh, pop up in life, like emergency funds. We yeah. need those. We need that. Um, you don't want you don't want to be like, ooh, I need to throw all my money in stock market, but then don't have an emergency fund and be like, yeah. ooh, can't do that. Yeah. So that's the things I talk to people about, <laughs> especially like retirement and generational wealth. Everybody want to talk about I want to leave some generational wealth. How do we do that? I ooh. strategize that. You know? strategize. And okay. then also retirement. Like people say, oh, shit, I want to retire at forty. I'm like, it's possible, but you know how you have to do it. I got to show them the calculation. They're like, ooh. We can we have to push that little bit yeah. back because of how much do we have to put aside set aside to be able to live comfortably into retirement. So how long have you been at that job? I've been a financial advisor for three years. Three years, and th- during that experience, what have you learned about your clientele? Okay, uh, so generally, what I learned through my clientele, especially dealing with minorities, what I realized there is a gap. Um, in and financial literacy in the minority community, a lot of times our kids aren't, our parents aren't teaching the kids as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when it comes to other demographics, a lot of times they kind of notice stuff at a young age, like, oh, oh I need to do this as soon as I graduate. I need to get this, yeah. um, and maybe on it, maybe on it where see a really. I can see a difference, and wow. I also see like wealth gaps where I talk to people. Um, right out of college, maybe talk like, oh yeah, I got six figures in savings, or I got like fifty thousand in savings. I'm like, what? Whereas wow. in minorities, and a lot of times, I'll be honest, they don't always got the most savings. They got a whole bunch of two loans. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. So, how do you feel as someone? Were you always um, adamant on your finances from? Oh yeah, so I was always adamant in finances. So like in high school, I had a little business. Um, mm-hmm. So my business was I used to always like um, like people had the little candy like they buy the candy in bulk and then sell it off. You was a candy. I seller? was the candy salesman. I, the oh. candy salesman had his business. I would support his business. But what I would do is I oh. buy I buy like rechargeable cases. Uh, for everybody phones, everybody in high school need their phones charged up. So I said, let me go ahead and buy the rechargeable cases. I used to rock my rechargeable cases. Like, ooh, I need that. And so I was oh, able to okay. start the entrepreneur, yeah. entrepreneurial mindset like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely yeah. remember people venturing off to different things, you know, yeah. sneakers or things. Sneakers, too. phone cases, yeah. candy. I hey, didn't even think about the entrepreneur. Entrepreneur <laughs> mind state yeah. where I was able to have some nice little savings, be able to get my first car. Well, the first car I bought, it was my first car, but the yeah. first car I bought. Yeah. And then from there, it allowed me to be able to make sure when I went to college, I wasn't stressing about money because oh, I had some. Okay. I had some a little something so to the was, side. Yeah, a little so something was, to the side. So you always, like you said, had that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so I could say uh, my grandparents are probably some of the people that instilled it in me when oh, I was doing. Okay. My grandma was a teacher, 
And so when I used to go to their house uh, and I was doing my math flashcards, mm-hmm. they used to pay me to do the flash. She used to pay me some money to do the flashcards. So yeah. after a while, I was I was colder than flashcards. Nice. I was like, oh, we're going to go to the dollar store or the, or the, or the toy store, Toys R Us <laughs> or something, because I'm going to buy some when I yeah, do these flashcards. Definitely. <laughs> that is so cool and interesting, but I want to get back into the gap okay? because I the, for you to mention that and to really like sit there... What do you think, what do you believe the gap could be or what it, gotcha. I know you mentioned that like our people, our, some people, parents are, you know, teaching their kids mm-hmm. at an early age, but do you really believe it, um, it being a home problem? Uh, so I think it's, it's multiple things that affect and cause the issue. So one of the issues is going to be, um, wealth. So if the parents are making more they're able to leave a bigger legacy to the next mm. generation a lot of times. Um, and then one of the things, a lot of times the minority community, hate to say it, but we like to keep up with the Joneses sometimes. Mm. And so instead of getting an S-class Mercedes-Benz, some people are going and leaving more money for their kids to be ready for college, where um, sometimes in those other communities, they may say, hey, I'm just get a Cadillac, and then I'll leave them 20000 There's oh, a difference wow. and stuff like that. That's one of the differences that come there. As um, Historically, we're a little bit more materialistic a lot of times, mm-hmm. minorities. Um, of course, uh, everybody likes nice yeah, things, but sure. definitely got to make sure it fits it within the budget. Because like a general premise is you don't want your normal bills above 50% of your income. So if you're mm-hmm. making more, that means you're able to set aside yeah. a little bit more. Um, yeah. One of the other big things is the generational wealth thing is that a lot of times people are getting started whenever somebody passes away. They're starting with a, a, a leapfrog in their mm. minority. So one of them may be their investment accounts. Um, where they're leaving them a big fat investment account that they can get started with life whenever uh, whenever mm-hmm. they pass away. Another thing is life insurance. So in the minority community, we don't utilize life insurance enough um, because, say for instance, you put in a hundred thousand dollars, or your family puts in a hundred thousand, you'll get a lot more than what you would put in into a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So. Um, depending on the type of life insurance policy, you can actually make money multiply for you while you're living. But then also when you pass away, you get a lot more cash for the next generation as well. And so that's one of the things people wow. in those communities really take advantage yeah, of take is, advantage. Is life yes. insurance because they're like, oh, if I only got to put in this and I get all of this back for the family, why would I not do yeah, that? Yeah, so that's sure. kind of one you got to have that. that mindset and thinking like it's just not for you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you, especially when you think wow. about it in comparison. Apples to apples, if you look at a savings account versus life insurance and you just keep it in there long term, a life insurance is going to get you more rate of return. Mm-hmm. But then also you get a death benefit when you pass away. So it multiplies with what you already had. Seems in like there. people need that. No, I'm just <laughs> no, no, we don't know about I'm that. Just I just wanted to say that I got dark humor. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say that because honestly, I truly believe that you know certain things are beneficial when yeah. people you know pass away, and that's sure. real things. And when people do die, but what are you doing after those people die? Yeah. And like you said, leaving those legacies and having that mindset, like like the way you said it, you said it so clumsy though. But like they saying, oh, I only have to put in this, yeah. but. They're only getting that return if that yeah. person died. But like you said, oh, they leaving what they got. You know what you build yeah, behind. Sure. So you really have to have that mindset. And if we being honest, I'm not knowing the, I'm not gonna, I don't know no rates and stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm sure the black community or the minorities, I don't say the black. I'm targeting by our black people, but no, I'm the minorities. 
it is likely for people to die. It's oh, high risk, sure. you yeah. know. Yeah. So. We're a lot more susceptible to like high blood pressure, diabetes, it, high cholesterol, it, a lot of different you things. You said the words out of my mouth. So, exactly. And we're not taking advantage of while we're in good health. You got to make sure you get these things what? locked in. For sure. Speaking of health, do you think that prevents a lot of people um, with certain things um, with their, because they have like these. Um, so, yes. Uh, once races. once you get older, um, it's it's a higher chance that you may not be able to get life insurance sure. type oh, things wow. because yeah. a lot of times people that are diabetic, they may not be able to get anything at all mm. because they're checking your A1C levels in a lot of times exactly. and instances. Mm-hmm. Um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, those type of things you usually can get approved. It's just going to be a little bit uh, increase in price. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those diseases that pop up like cancer, things like that, they may cause you not to be able to be insured at all oh, or wow. what's called insurable uninsurable essentially yeah. um and so that is a thing there but one of the big things i stress the community we okay. don't even though i love some fish fries <laughs> i don't want to be the brother at the, at the funeral saying oh 50 dollars for a fish fry plate because they ain't had no money i don't want to be the one to have oh, to, wow. to make my family do the fish fries for 50 dollars because yeah. i love a fish fry i don't want to pay 50 dollars for no fish, fish fries it ain't gonna take my it ain't gonna taste like papa does i already know it <laughs> so i ain't trying to pay 50 dollars so for... <laughs> your favorite oh my gosh speaking of papa does what is it about people that like to spend out their food with money? Do you see a lot of people? Is that like one of those worst things for people? Yeah, hit home. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people enjoy uh, they use some of their discretionary uh, resources on food. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. everybody has to have something in life that they enjoy or mm. use their money for. Okay. Um, so normally I allocate, use like 20% of whatever you make. You want it to have it so it's okay. enjoy life, whether that's like sporting events, whether it's people like going to the casino, <laughs> whether it's going on dates, yeah. whatever that is, that 20%, you got to make sure you have that good mental health and enjoying your life for sure. Yeah, that's good. So I know that we're in a young age. I don't know yeah. if you differentiate your age, tell people your age, but... Oh, yeah. um, not saying, but what is your affluent clientele? Like, what is your... Um, oh, what is like it? the age ranges? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a lot of times, uh, my age my age demographic in my client base, it shoot graduates to all the way. I got people in their 60s and their 70s. Oh, wow. Um, but normally, my general... Cl- most, most of my clients are going to fall within the 25 to 45 age range. Okay. Um, so... Of course, I do have those affluent clients that, oh, they got thousands left over each yeah. month. Easily can throw and multiply their yeah. wealth. Where it's also those ones where, hey, it's a little bit paycheck to paycheck. Or yeah. maybe they in the red and we working to get them out of the red. Yeah. So Getting them out of the red. Getting them out of the red. Out of the red. Out of the red. We need to be in the green and <laughs> green only. Green only. I can't be currency if your money is, is in the red. Yeah. Because that means you getting credit card debt or some type yeah. of debt is built enough for you. Facts. We don't want that happening. Exactly. We want your yeah. wealth building, not, yeah. not making the banks more money. Ooh. Yeah, talk about it, man. So, speaking of all of that information, and I'm glad that you pointed out something. I, I think it ran my mind when we started talking about green and red. <laughs> <laughs> man, I felt that, y'all. I'm really, truly honored to have you because, oh, no, you know, I'm learning financial literacy myself. Like, I'm not the best and money and I want people to understand that it's people like me that are willing to learn this information and we have people like you sure. that are really out here you know helping other people I just remember what I was going to say too but you know helping people that are in these situations and then yeah. people are in higher situations so I, I was going to ask seeing being able to see both sides but I know mm-hmm. working with the higher side of mm-hmm. course always in the green how does it motivate you? What does how does that make you feel as gotcha. some, yeah? So as a financial advisor, one of the big things is I want to make an impact to people's lives, mm-hmm. and I want to see 
uh, them get those next things. Yes. Like like people sending me their pictures. They, they just get the house. They tell yes. me about their new cars they get. Yeah. All the time. I want to see them succeed. My uh, I definitely want to see uh, a lot of success, whether it's minorities, anybody. Yeah, I want to see them sure. succeed. So with my planning process, I want to make sure that I'm helping them reach their goals. So as a financial advisor, I just a fiduciary. So I want to make sure my client, I have that in their best interest. Yeah. Um, so I have to make sure I know exactly what it is their goals. And I want to see them reach those goals. And so seeing people that are in the red but have a lot of potential to be in the green or I like to be able to give them those little tweaks where they come back two years from now, three years from now, mm-hmm. maybe a year from now, yeah. sometimes even months. Maybe yeah. like, Shell, you really changed my whole life yes. and now I'm over here wealth building. Like I was paying these debt collectors and all these a whole bunch of money. Now I'm actually making money on yeah, my money. for sure. That's a whole different mindset yeah. change and they really, it, it makes you a lot happier when you making money than when you yeah. like, man, they making money off of me. <laughs> You've been living a different life, uh, yeah. lifestyle for sure. But I'm saying, how does that like make you feel? Like, does that like does I that know? Me, yeah. Well, like more, I mean, because I know that's your job, but yeah. you as somebody that's work like with your finances, mm-hmm. what does it what motivates you to gotcha. make your money? Or you gotcha. know what, I'm what, what motivates me to make my money? I would say the biggest thing uh, to make mine is. Hey, I want to be able to reach my goals myself, but then yeah. also be able to help uh, those other Others. people reach their goals. So and that really, makes me happy, too. So You're uh, really all about the people, I see. I, hey, so I want to be able to treat others the way that I like to be treated, too. Yeah, so okay. I, I would like if, some, if I had somebody, uh, they, I have a mentor. My mentor, my dad, also been, my dad's also a mentor. So he's able to help me get to this point. Yeah. So I want to be able to help other people. Yeah, I'm glad too. you brought that up as well. So that's because basically what I'm saying, too, like mentor or just... Something that you look up to, other you know, because you yeah. kind of the person that other might look up to, sure. like you the person that you know looking up to. But yeah. what you look up to, like, yeah, gotcha. So uh, like my dad was an accountant. Uh, he's able to retire oh. at like fifty one. Um, so a lot of people tell me, like, shit, I don't retire 40 or 50. Well, my dad already did that. So I'm like, I can tell you, he did the early retirement thing. Yeah. So um, one of the big things is I want, uh, he was a mentor for me, but then also some uh, one of my uh, older uh, tenured advisors who also happened to be a man of color as well, uh, <laughs> a minority. Uh, he was he had 10 years, on, uh, 10 years of experience, and he was able to give me that, uh, the connection where I was able to learn mm-hmm. a lot from him and experience. Okay. And then also, was this yeah, at a younger age? Yeah. So, oh, okay. he, so he was like uh, 35. And I was uh, 22, like oh, okay. so. So it wasn't too. It was a little bit of age gap, but it gave yeah. me that experience yeah. to be able to yeah, learn that type of stuff. Younger. And so as I age, he aged too. So like now I'm like 25, he like almost 40, and yeah. so it allows <laughs> it allows me to feel like I'm experienced at this point because I don't yeah. learn so much. I was just gonna ask, so what age would you really target at if you could decide somebody to like really be like y'all really need to. Get y'all finances in order. Okay. I always say as soon as better, but at 25, if 25, you should be graduated more than likely from pretty much any program besides maybe like a PhD. Of course, everybody has their own times and everything mm-hmm. like that. For sure. But normally like 25, you, like, generally most people are going to be done with their programs around 25, 26. So at that point, it's time to make build your wealth, start working towards that lifestyle you want, mm-hmm. things like that. So at 25, I really say do it then because you don't want to be that person at 40 that reaches out and be like, Shelton. I have I have this great business. I make a lot of money, but I don't have anything for retirement. What am I gonna do now? Oh wow! So if a twenty year old come to you mm-hmm. for you know advice, mm-hmm. would you feel that like man, this chap, this kid, me, you know, this twenty year old is really on the right track? Like, 
Yeah, I, 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 from that, I could be able to tell people, like, hey, how are you doing? Um, I could give them motivation. I also could tell them about, like, what I'm seeing from them in the future. Because one of the things yeah. I definitely want to project them towards their, their future selves. Um, mm-hmm. So they may not be able to see it, but I could see, like, how I, yeah. I, I was somebody there three years ago where I was just mm-hmm. starting my own business. So I could see how you could progress as For well. Sure. And so the progression of some of my clientele, I could definitely see just from them progressing their careers professionally, but then also some of the stuff I gave them allows them to be able to just keep on progressing and reaching those different goals. Yeah, so I really enjoy this conversation because, I, like I said, I don't think people understand that this is a huge topic that needs to be talked about and I know he mentioned um we were talking about the huge gap and I'm just really going back to the gap because I'm part of that gap and I know people that's what I'm saying I'm speaking for myself only when I speak and that's one thing I'm learning you know just on my journey and through life and all of that because I too come from you know one of those places called I mean I wouldn't say the hood but you know not the suburban but I guess is a minority place of Mm -hmm. Dallas, you know what I mean? And learning these experiences and things like that. And my mom was always, you know, had a job and had her finances in order and things in the such. But growing up, you would think like, oh, people got their finances together Mm -hmm. in a certain way. And I've seen people, you know, have to really struggle, you know. I've never, I didn't have to grow up struggling, you know. My mama made sure that things were taken care of. But Growing up, I'm still thinking, like, you know, because I know my mom was, like, the borrower in our family. Like, people mm-hmm. used to always, you know, look, ask for her for money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I borrow a lender. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, because my dad quick, uh, that switched real quick. She, <laughs> my mom be like, I'm not a borrower, I'm a lender. Like, real quick on you. She- but anyways, um... <laughs> No, I love my mama. But anyway, that's one of the things that I kind of rooted for me at a young age that I always saw that. And I knew that I didn't want to be like that. I yeah, knew. no, for sure. And I know you mentioned that some of these reasons these gaps could be um, due to like life mm-hmm. insurance or, you know, these big investments mm-hmm. that these parents have left their children. Yeah. And I am, too, one of those persons that was well taken care of and have been in a situation like that. Yeah. But... Somebody else was, you know, in control of that after the fact. And it's just like that indebts other people. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And I, if I knew the financial literacy that I knew yeah. during my college experience, yeah. ain't no telling where I would be because I was put in a situation where I, I can tell people now. I basically got paid to go to college. You know, yeah. that's, that's my mindset because yeah. that's just, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So... But I don't have nothing to show for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got a but a whole degree. bunch of fucking debt. You got a college degree. <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you, got the, you got that diploma. That's what you got. Eh? And that'll help you get that bag for sure as you keep on progressing. I appreciate my experience. I appreciate everything that I went through. I'm just saying I don't have nothing to show for the finances, and that, which is okay. And like he said, yeah. I have the degree. But yeah, the degree was going to come, but... The things that wasn't a part of the degree. <laughs> like, no, well, sure. you know what I mean? No, for sure. I understand. <laughs> so, I just really believe that if someone heard this conversation at their 18 or the year before they went to college, absorb it. Absorb all the information that you can yeah. when it when you hear somebody talking about finances. I know that it's a, it's a time and place for everything. You know, mm-hmm. some people are not going to be mentally ready. Oh, because for sure. 
I look back at our messages. It was two years ago. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. You know, I've always wanted to get my finances in order, but it's just like, it really takes you to go through situations, mm-hmm. um, you to really experience a life that really makes sense for you. And yeah. I know you mentioned me, uh, what is it called? Um, Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> I will say, I, like, I'm not a, I don't like to be victim over whatever the case might be, but I like, I, I will say that I could have been one of those people, but it wasn't even like that. It's not like that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I truly don't, I like you said, it, I believe that you can live, um, have finer things in life. Yes, the goal is to always want to be sure that you're able to take care of it, but really it's a peace of mind for me. No, for sure. You know, and I know money is a huge, important thing to have, but agree if you could agree or disagree. I know you probably won't disagree, but money is really a tool. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely a tool. It's uh, a tool. It, it really, you want to build up that tool as much as you can, yeah. too, so you can be able to have <laughs> flexibility because really what you're doing with time you're giving up your, your time for money, essentially. Mm-hmm. So once your money can actually be able to give you more time by allowing you to be able to do the things you enjoy in life and not have to be at the desk or something, just like, yeah. Man, I hate this. <laughs> or I, I yeah. want to be at the beach or something. So one of the big things is definitely do the things that's going to help you now mm-hmm. and also the things that's going to help you long term as well. Long term. Um, because also one of the big things, I know for people when they first getting started out on their financial literacy journey, one of the things I always talk about is work on your credit. Your credit is one of the big things. Um, it's going to help you on those, especially in the state of Texas. Um, it'll help you like on insurance rates. It'll help you on cell phone rates. Sometimes it'll help you get approved for luxury apartments. Sometimes it'll prevent you from not getting approved. Yeah, and so sure. credit score is one of the big things that's going to save you on interest, but then also allows you to be able to get um, certain jobs as well. Because certain jobs, like as a financial advisor, i got to have good credit. Uh, are they going to say, oh, Sheldon, you ain't no, you don't got no good credit. Uh, you can't be advising nobody. Yeah, so that's real. Certain rate, uh, certain comp- uh, certain industries they'll want you to have really good credit so especially government related industries they definitely want you to make sure you, you got like a good track record of paying mm. stuff back and you're not just gonna be somebody that's like oh i'm gonna use this and i ain't gonna never pay it back yeah, you want to yeah, your credit's like your, spending the money yeah. yeah credit like your financial reputation and you don't oh, want wow. your reputation getting smeared out there yeah. so you want to do as best you best you can reputation is big yeah i really truly enjoyed this conversation i know you've been giving us the gems and everything but mm-hmm. if you have any more bit of advice that you would like okay. to leave the Got people you. with no for sure uh so the biggest gems i would say is definitely make sure that your uh your budget works for you um, so general premise is that most people's budget is like 50% uh, fixed expenses. So your normal bills, you want to have a leftover 50% of your uh, after your bills, essentially. Mm-hmm. So usually 20% will go towards like discretionary. You usually want to put 20% into like savings or um, savings or investing or wealth building, things of that nature. And then the other 10%, it's kind of up to you. Um, whether it's religious reasons, you want to, it's your tithes and offering, whether you want to add it more towards the fixed expenses to live a little bit more like the Jones, whether you want to throw a little bit more on the savings and investing. It's really up to you. Yeah. But really, the 50 20 20, that really helps you a lot. The other 10% is kind of based off of your premises, your beliefs, your goals, things like that. Um, but as a general thing, is making sure that you have, you're working on your credit, build that up as much as possible. Make sure that you have a good baseline budget, but then also think about the wealth building. It's much easier to start off with a smaller amount and just keep on continually building and building. And then once you have more income and more money coming in, you can be you'll feel a lot more comfortable doing those big, big time investments and things like that. So just don't be afraid to start off smaller yeah. and then progress. And that's a big thing. That's a good thing that you said. I'm glad you ended it off that because I know some people think maybe, oh, I don't have enough to start yeah. now. And those people, but for you to say, 
start small and yeah. you know work your way up and sure. it will come so you oh, definitely 100%. believe in 100 percent um for example uh, i show people this diagram all the time um uh, in our second pre- meeting I usually show um, so if somebody's the age of 25 and they want to be a millionaire by the age of 65 mm-hmm. they were getting just a 7% rate of return for 40 years and they were putting aside 381 bucks they would have turned to a million dollars by 65 just by putting in 381 bucks in for 40 years getting 7% growth when you say 300 uh, 381 bucks a month uh, it's like an investment month? account if something was giving them a 7% rate of return or growth each year they would have had a million dollars by doing that. Oh, so wow. you definitely want to make sure you and start. Start at twenty five. Just start at twenty five. Whether you if you start even sooner, that number goes smaller. You get a bigger rate of return. That number gets smaller. Wow. So that's another thing there too. That's amazing. Like the way money really works. Like oh. where you can really make money. For sure. So in return. For sure, especially um, dividends as well. Dividends actually is income. It's like you're getting paid out for owning a company, uh, staking a company, oh, yeah. or ownership, and then they like oh. You you hit some cash, or a lot of times it's usually set up so it's automatically reinvested. So I just catch you money. Oh yeah, I, I, I love me. I love me a little dividend day. I'm like, oh, it's dividend day. Let me go give me some money real quick. <laughs> I like the bag. Yes, I love that. So I just want to end it off by thanking you again. I can't stress this enough for you to be taking your time out and just giving the people what they need to hear. For sure. What I need to hear, y'all. He was talking to me, as y'all know, like he said, he's a financial advisor. Yes. And I really appreciate your time. No, I appreciate this, y'all having me. Yes, boss. Sure. This is what boss. <laughs> it started from finance. Hey, you know? gotta be bosses. We gotta make yeah. this money now. Bosses, real bosses, really. That's some what money moves like now for real. Like I genuinely understand and get it, but I'm definitely working my way to green. And I just want everybody to know that. No matter where you are financially, it's always a way to really focus and live the life that you truly are destined for. Because for sure. I know that I'm destined to have the finer things with the correct finances for and sure. everything to be in order. And you meet those people around you. And no, for sure. I'm not really big, you know, having people in your business. That can, yeah. Money is a thing. another thing you like. You really want to do you trust people? You know what no, I'm saying? Sure. That was one of those. You know, big things that um, I believe is important, and you build those type of relationships. Mm-hmm. I believe that is important. So, yeah. definitely seek out advice when it comes to your finances when you don't know how to use it correctly, because it will help you in the long run, short term, and all. And I, I'm just saying that just because I know how important my finances is to me, and how I really would like to. You know, I know it's coming, so it's oh, just yeah. like you know, I I just admire the people that actually are here for the advice. You know, oh, no, really sure. there to give you because yeah. I I look and think about people like they're bankers, they're just people that just like see oh, numbers man. every day, and like yeah. you mentioned, and like you have so your clientele ranges from so many type of people, but mm-hmm. we're really in a of life, like, because I'm telling you, I know my bank to be seeing what I spend my money on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like. It amazes me, and for them to really know. I know I had a friend, and we were talking about that, and I know having those jobs helped those yeah. people to keep their finances together because you see how people be. For sure. You know. Yeah, nah, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, it amazes me just so, and it's just like I'm grateful for those people like you that mm-hmm. are willing to really help others like me to yeah. really move, put our finances in the on the right track. 
So I just want everybody to, you know, if you guys have any questions, you can drop any information that you oh, might yeah. want to leave to anybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. So anybody want to reach out to me, feel free to. Uh, so if you Google me, Shelton Dotson, Period. it's pretty much going to pop up on <laughs> Google. I, I, it's going to pop up. but um, So that's going to be my direct uh, cell line there, 713-540-0086. Um, you'll see Shelton Dotson. If you type that in on pretty much any social media, I'll pretty much pop up more than likely. Um, but it's really Shelton Dotson 4. That's going to be the full handle on pretty much every social. So you'll be able to see that. So definitely uh, feel free to give me a follow. Um, show love. And I'll definitely be able to come back and give you any type of advice that if you want to be ever have any questions about anything. Yes. So we're going to drop all of that at the end of our caption. So make sure you guys so. stay tuned. Um, once again, I can't search this enough. Thank you, Mr. Oh, yeah. Shelton. I nah, hope you sure. enjoy Boss Talk. Oh, yeah, we love we it. More than welcome to come back for part two, talk about some old money, you oh, know, ways to make soon. money, you know. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so thank you so much. And Boss Talk, we are out.